Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Friday, February 26th. And is anybody else sick of the New York Islanders? Because I sure friggin' am. The Bruins losing 7-2 to the Islanders on Thursday evening. Three of their four regulation losses this season have now come at the hands of the New York Islanders, certainly raising questions about Potential playoff matchups, problems, and also just why can they not beat the Islanders? It's so frustrating. Uh, We'll get into that here today on the podcast, as well as catch up with Mayor Zilberberg, who happens to live on Long Island, for another segment of This Week in Hockey. Before we get into it, let me remind you the podcast available everywhere So please do hit that subscribe button on whatever app you use, whether it be Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio.com. Never miss an episode. And please do rate and review if you have a moment as well. That would be very much appreciated. On Twitter, you can find the podcast at LO Boston Bruins, Locked On Bruins on Instagram. And you can find me, my hockey tweets and dad jokes at Ian C. McLaren as well. So yeah, the Bruins losing 7-2 last night to the New York Islanders. Things got off to a promising start with an early goal scored by Nick Ritchie. Uh, They did fall behind uh, 2-1 after a goal by Matt Barzal late in the first, or not late in the first period, midway through the first period. Craig Smith tied it up. It looked as though Jack Stanika had scored his first career goal, but Craig Smith played the puck behind his back with his hand and then uh, looked to set up Stanika for that goal, but it went off an Islanders defenseman stick, and Smith credited with his fourth goal of the season, fourth as a Bruin. So the Bruins going into the third period looked to be in a good position, and then the Islanders go ahead and score five unanswered goals in the uh, third period, steamrolling the Bruins by a score of 7-2. to two. On the goal that proved to be the game winner, Anthony Beauvillier picked Trent Frederick's pocket right in front of the net and scored the unassisted goal, and uh, it was kind of all downhill from there. Unlike in previous games where the Bruins were able to make a comeback, head coach Bruce Cassidy said there just didn't seem to be much of a sense of urgency for the Bruins. Don't usually see that with this club. Uh, The Islanders were just harder in front of the net. They kept playing, and the Bruins did it, and he said it was very discouraging to see. Uh, He said they didn't execute very well. They got down on themselves, tried to do too much, a couple pinches, a shorthanded goal was thrown in there, and then it just kind of steamrolled from there. They didn't stick with it. We gave up that third goal, he said, that a young kid in Frederick got caught a little bit, not moving his feet. Then we pressed, made some mistakes, giving their top players time and space, and they buried us. And, you know, I said on Twitter last night that these kind of games are just going to happen. You're not going to go 80-3 and or whatever, as was famously said by Brett Ritchie uh, last season. 
Um, yes, it's discouraging. Yes, the Bruins looked not great at all in the third period. Uh, but these games are going to happen. And the fact that they get back to it right uh, tonight against the New York Rangers will be a big test. It'll be very interesting to see how they respond. If they come out uh, flying, trying to redeem themselves, then that will be, you know, obviously a good sign that they're able to shake these things off. It's a veteran group for the most part, a resilient group, and I would expect that they will be able to shake it off pretty quick. Uh, but again, hopefully these issues don't linger over these weekend games and it becomes a pattern and we're talking on Monday about how the Bruins seem to be in trouble losing their hold on the East Division but uh, for now I'm willing to write it off as a one-off bad game and maybe it's a good thing that they get back to it tonight and uh, just kind of move on and shake that game off instead of having to dwell on it for a couple days. The Bruins have now lost four times in regulation this season, three of them coming against the Islanders at Nassau Coliseum. All of the games were tied heading into the third period. And again, in classic Islanders fashion, they hang in there, they take advantage of opportunities, take advantage of mistakes that were made by the opposition, capitalize on those opportunities, and they did so in a big way here in the third period. In terms of potential changes for tonight's game at Madison Square Garden, Cassidy doesn't think that Matt Grizzlick will be ready to play. Possibly Sunday he could come back in the lineup as he has been with the team on this road trip. Uh, possibly Steve Kampfer could come in um, and spot maybe Connor Clifton or John Moore on defense. Forward-wise, he said the bottom of the lineup they could look at, but most of the time around here, they've tried to give guys an opportunity to bounce back. Guys in the room know that they weren't at their best for 60 minutes on Long Island, and sometimes it's good to get right back at it. Um, he doesn't want to be rash with a good hockey club, and that he wants to give players an opportunity to atone, and that's kind of my thinking as well. Uh, the Bruins are a good team. This was hopefully just a blip, and they'll get right back at it tonight and hopefully shake it off and put in a good performance against uh, the New York Rangers. A New York Rangers team that, let's be honest, is is not very good and could and should be beaten by these Bruins. Coming into tonight's game, the Rangers are 6-8-3. and three. They have 15 points, which I believe is tied for fewest among all NHL teams. That's correct. They have... Uh, 15 points tied with the Sabres, Red Wings, and Senators. Uh, when it comes to point percentage, uh, not quite as bad. They are uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7th worst in the NHL. Um, so, yeah, Rangers definitely there for the taking tonight by the Bruins, and hopefully they can, again, shake off that very poor third period and uh, prove that they are indeed uh, a team to be reckoned with here. Before we get to this week in hockey with Mayor Zilberberg, let's talk for a moment about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, NHL are in full swing. Baseball's right around the corner. BetOnline even covers award shows and reality TV. They give real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets. 
It's also free to sign up. Just head to their website or use your mobile device and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit after signing up for your free account. Use promo code LOCKEDON in order to take advantage of that deal. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Today on Locked On Today, is the relationship broken between Russell Wilson and the Seahawks? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Hello, Mayor. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Oh, you know what? Uh, I don't have very fond feelings for uh, Long Island this morning, so... I almost uh, never have very fond feelings for Long well, Island. I was going to say this was not, I couldn't wear my Leafs hat to school drop off this morning because I didn't have anything to gloat about. Well, that's true too. And uh, yeah, Islanders, uh, the New York Islanders who play pretty close to you, right? How close are yeah, you to the Coliseum? Like 15, minute, like 15 minutes. Can you please go um, I drive egg, it, egg it for me? Toilet yeah, paper it. When we Anything. live in a normal world, I drive past it on my way to work most days. I need someone to like wipe some sage around there or something or yeah. do some sort of purification ceremony for the next time. The Bruins have lost four games in regulation this season, three of them inside that stupid building. I'm, yeah, it's not my it. favorite place either. This is what this is where we we align in our hockey fandom. I am nice. not an Islanders fan i do not like that team no i i do not like nassau coliseum (laughs) i am not it is not i mean unless i'm going for a concert that's a different story i saw pink there she was great anyways um but no i i'm not an islanders fan and the dad who wears full islanders gear to drop off every morning i was like shielding my eyes every morning Every day, every day he's in like an Islanders toque and an Islanders hoodie. I guess it's like his throw on before school clothes. Like everyone has those when you just do drop off and then go home. But it's like on mornings after Leafs wins, I make a point of like mimicking him in Leafs gear. Nice. But I couldn't do it this morning because then it was good. Like he, you got they won last night. So I yes. had nothing to, to feel superior about. Oh, so annoying. Anyways, before we get into hockey stuff, I wanted to mention uh, the passing of Brian Fraser. I don't know if everyone yeah. is familiar with him, but he uh, is an Ottawa guy. He was a producer on uh, CFRA Ottawa there. A huge sense fan as well. And just, you know, crossing all hockey fandom borders. He yeah. was just a, a great guy. And I interacted with him quite a bit. Uh, he passed away from cancer, but uh, he was very supportive of of me and my family when my wife was going through her cancer fight a few years ago. Just a very kind guy, a very good person, and uh, just you know, sending love to his family, to everybody who who was touched by him, and, and that was really uh, really sad to wake up to this morning i think it, it was his dad who tweeted that out that he had passed yeah, away um, he got to watch a couple pretty good sins wins i guess this week before yeah before he yeah. passed away but uh yeah just really sad and, and sending love to his family for sure and his and his close friends absolutely a, a big loss to the general hockey community some some things transcend your specific team and he was one of them and just really um you know such a beloved 
member of our hockey community who will be very, very missed. 100%. And he was a very big advocate for, for donating blood. So yes, that was a way to, to remember him. If that's something that you're able to do uh, anytime in the near future, that would be uh, very yes, much appreciated. Donate, for donate sure. blood if you can. Absolutely. Especially in this day and age, it is, it is very needed. Mm-hmm. So this week in hockey, uh, where should we start? I guess a big thing that happened and something that's relevant to the Bruins this weekend is uh, the whole Artemi Panarin situation. Yeah, I, where... I'm like, I guess I've caught up on most of the what we know, which is not a ton. Not really. But no. I guess what we do know to recap quickly is that um, in the past, he has been outspoken against the current leadership in hmm. Russia and supporting um, the uh the primary opponent yes. as well right yeah yeah and he um he posted something recently on social media to that effect and then a story a a story broke alleging that he had been involved in a violent incident with a young woman a few years back and he and his representation and the team um, deny the claims and seem to imply, if not directly say, that it is um, sort of a, a, a direct attack on him because of his views. Mm-hmm. And as a result, he has taken a leave of absence because he is concerned for the safety of his family back in Russia. Right. Which is, I, wanna, I yeah. mean, yeah. <laughs> I know it's crazy. I want to say up front, and I'm sure I know you'll agree that obviously in these instances, the victim, you always want to, you know, believe their stories and support them. But from my understanding, nobody has even come forward to like make an allegation or present it with charges. Like it's just completely, not completely out of the air, but the big impetus is uh, his former coach, I guess, Andre Nazarov, who actually played for the Bruins for a couple of seasons um kind of known as a bit of a loose cannon and a strong supporter of the leadership in Russia and kind of seems like he's being perhaps used as a bit of a pawn to to um yeah just to put pressure yeah (laughs) and there is I mean there is precedent for this right there are other Russian NHL players who have dealt with similar sort of pressure from the Russian government um So, Mm -hmm. I mean, we don't know. We can't know the truth. We don't know the truth. If there is, if there was an incident, then obviously, you know, the person responsible should be held responsible, but um, we have no idea. And it does seem quite uh, coincidental, the timing of it all. So um, I, it's, it's like, weird it's weird and scary and it Mm -hmm. feels like surreal almost right yeah for sure when i first came out uh yeah i was just like this is i can't remember a story like this affecting an nhl player like in our lifetime the very yeah it's it's very real if you know about (laughs) uh russia and the kind of their tactics for silencing opposition it's yeah a very scary situation for him and his family for sure and He's taken a leave of absence from the Rangers. Right. Uh, coincidentally, the Bruins play the Rangers twice this weekend, and he's uh, Panarin was a Hart Trophy finalist last season, so that's obviously uh, big for them. But 
the most important thing obviously is is his safety, safety and his family, and his family yeah. for sure yeah, so, I'm not sure sort of what the leave of absence, if he's traveling back or trying yeah. to get them here, uh, whatever it is, or he just needs to be out of the spotlight for a little. But OK, but is it just me or does it seem like in addition to this season being like this weird short COVID season, there's just lots of other weird stuff going on at the same <laughs> I know. time? Yeah, I tweeted that the other day, like the people always joke about that attempted campaign the NHL did was like no soap no, operas, yeah, no just soap hockey. Operas, just hockey. But it's like every day there is something that's. Yeah, well, that was why we started the page six column on TLN was we were joking about like all soap operas, no hockey going on these days. So and that was sort of our like tagline for a little bit to get people, you know, interested. But that Mm -hmm. that was why it started, that there was with COVID, there just seems to be so much other stuff coming up, too. And I don't know if it's just that. In general, people are more open these days about everything else um, because it's like, whatever, the world's upside down. We might as well throw everything out there. Right. But it just seems like there's so much weird stuff going I know. on. One of the weird things um, is in Buffalo where they had a whole COVID thing. Their coach had COVID, a huge shutdown for them. And now coming back, they're struggling. And yeah. for whatever reason, they've decided to make or Kruger specifically has scratched Jeff Skinner from the lineup. Yep. He's like a $9 million forward yep. sign for forever. <laughs> and yeah, he's been scratched for three games, which is ridiculous considering they can't score. Right. He's a scorer. Right. And then there were some Eichel developments. Yeah. yeah. Eichel, we were like, first they were like, he scratched. Then they're like, it's a lower body injury, even though he took warm ups. Mm, lower body. Exactly. Injury. Like uh, a lower body injury. So I don't know what's going on there either. That, that was, that was weird because he was a very last minute scratch. And obviously when that happens, there's always trade rumors. Right. Um, you know, and who knows? I mean, we still don't know what, what's going to happen there, but that would be a weird a weird player to scratch for no reason for sure yeah yeah that would not make any sense whatsoever just to scratch um scratch Jack like Eichel. you said they're already scratching jeff skinner which is mm-hmm. weird weird in buffalo things are weird yeah it definitely doesn't seem as though right now that jack eichel will be like a career no. <laughs> buffalo safe. no i mean is anyone no no <laughs> that's yeah. not yeah i know no it does not and i i am interested to see how that unfolds either during or I after know. the season you know uh, i think that that those rumblings have been going on for a little bit but they're definitely picking up steam yeah i have very real and intense daydreams about the Bruins trading for Jack Eichel. I'm He's from lie. Boston, right? Or the Boston uh, area? Yeah. Where, I'm not sure if he was born. Like he went to BU. Okay. Um, and yeah, he's a, uh, where was he actually born? Yeah. He's from, he's from mass. So yeah, it seems like area. a logical He's got a bit fit. of the accent. Yeah. And with um, like, he's a $10 million player, but the Bruins have, uh, Tuka Rask is a UFA at the end of the season. David Krejci is a UFA. He's their highest paid player. So if you, even if you say remove Krejci or let him go, bring Eichel in, sign Rask at a lesser rate, it, it mm-hmm. could happen. It could happen. And I would be, uh, I mean, delighted. It could. I mean, and listen, he's got 
a chip on his shoulder when it comes to the Leafs, so he'd fit right in, mm-hmm. right in with that team. I believe he and Charlie McAvoy are are kind of tight as well. Yeah. Um, so that would be, I don't know, it would be a dream, dream scenario for sure for the Bruins if that were to happen. But the Rangers would make a push for him. I heard the Kings would be like, any, any, obviously anybody would be. Interested. LA is the one that I've been hearing a little bit too, but yeah, I don't know sick. if that's one he's he's interested in or not. I don't know. I don't know. The Kings are pretty hot right now. I haven't yeah. paid too much attention to the, to the Western, West Coast. No, me neither. Only in terms of like <laughs> fantasy implications right. and things like that. But right. the Kings, I believe they're in a playoff spot at the moment. I mean, they've won I, like six in a row. Uh, yeah. They're third in the, they're only two points out of first in the Honda West. They're six, three and one in their last 10, one, six in a row. And okay, that's so without I a love lot this. of I'm their... Looking, I'm looking at it now. They are two points out of first in the West, and they are 11 points behind the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm just okay, going well, to leave that out that's there. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> they have like Maybe for you. ridiculous amount of prospects they could deal. Yeah, no, they do. They're, they're yeah. usually at the top of those like prospect ranking things. Yeah. I, that's, I see that too. Every Friday on Locked On NHL, join Joe DiBiase of Locked On Sabres and Tom Gazzola of Locked On Oilers as they round up the biggest stories of the week in the NHL and get you prepared for the league's busy weekend slate of games. From breaking down the latest blockbuster trade to sizing up the rivalry matchups on Saturday night, Joe and Tom have every angle of the league covered to close your week. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcasts. So agreed. Um, yeah. That that should be interesting. Speaking of uh, California teams, there's a new Mighty Ducks series coming to I Disney. Know, and I'm yes. really excited. I know. I saw the. It's so weird because two things stood out for me from the trailer. First of all, the song the in song. the background, <laughs> Judah and the Lion, one of my favorite bands. That, that's a great new song that they put out. I think it was near a, the end of 2020. Um, and. Also, like the ducks are basically the new hawks. They're like they're they're the bad guys in the series now. Yeah, He's yeah, like, right. Yeah. Well, they're yeah they're well I don't know are they the bad guy? Well, they're the bad kids. I think it's like a they're not. I think I wonder. I think it. They're no like longer the pretty... underdogs. They're like no. The... I think they are the underdogs. They're the kids who don't know how to play or skate. No, but the. Oh, the the team, and then they start yeah, a new team. I exactly. Got you. Yes. yes. Okay. Sorry, you didn't mean the new. Yeah, not like Laura like Gilmore's son. No, 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 no. Yeah, she her kid is like not new, on the docks. I got not you. on the okay. docks. Yeah. Okay. So it's like yeah. no, no. I just yeah. There's just so much nostalgia in that show or in that in that movie series universe that I. Um, I sent, I immediately sent the trailer to my two best friends and was like, we're all watching this together on Netflix party or whatever it is. Disney party. (laughs) Right. Yeah. They were like, yes, absolutely. So uh, I'm going to make my kids watch. Emilio hasn't really been in much. No, no, I was when I, I mean, I didn't honestly, maybe I'm under a rock about this, but I didn't know this was in the works. And then I saw the trailer on my timeline and I watched it and he showed, and all of it was like a surprise to me. Somehow I was totally unspoiled about this. Like he, he hasn't really acted in anything for over a decade. I don't think. So I'm, I'm, it's going to, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. There's another hockey show coming that you're excited about. Yes. Well, it already started. I haven't seen the first episode yet, but bear town has begun and I've, 
I'm pretty sure I've mentioned that many times on the podcast. Yeah. That's yeah. my favorite, one of my favorite books, period. Yes. Probably the best hockey novel I can think of. I don't I haven't really read any other hockey novels that I can think of uh, since I was a kid anyways. And there is a sequel and I believe there's a third book coming out as well this year. Yeah. So I would imagine there'll be subsequent seasons. I've heard good things about the show about yeah. the show what are but we it's supposed to be pretty on? dark like i think you well, gotta trigger yeah. warnings and all that stuff like it's not this is not a light-hearted feel-good hockey show no it is like uh yeah i've always pictured it as like a friday night lights meets hockey kind of thing there i is... never watched friday night lights what oh my gosh that's one of my I favorite should probably shows. i know everyone keeps telling me i gotta watch it i know yeah but know. there is yeah there i don't want to give it away but there is a st- an arc a major arc of the storyline that is very uh yeah dark yeah and, it's gonna be dark yeah it's hard it but, kind of but, digs uh, into yes, that I've... aspect of hockey culture which is yeah it, yes it does and i think that that yeah and then how that sort of thing gets covered up it's it's really relevant to sort of a lot going on right now in the mm-hmm. hockey world not necessarily perfectly aligned but just the idea of what can you know, sort of young, promising hockey players get away with. Right. 89%. Because they are young, promising hockey players. That's right. Yeah. 89% on Rotten Tomatoes at the moment. So pretty good. You live and die by Rotten Tomatoes. And I mean, you're uh, always checking it. That true. and Goodreads. You like need to know that the things you're consuming are enjoyed by other people. And my standards are pretty much the same. It's got to be probably around 80 on Rotten Tomatoes. And a four out of five on Goodreads. I know you you need it to be four stars. I don't check. I, I use Yelp for like things I'm like services I'm going for. I always do that. Or like restaurants. I'll check. But when it comes to, when it comes to books and TV, I don't care. I don't care what other people think for the most part. I just want something that I'm going to like. Yeah, that's true. You got to be wary of the critic rating versus the audience. Right. And like, and like when you're consuming media, it's all subjective. It's It's about what you enjoy. It's It's different than like the service was bad here because it took them an hour and a half to bring me my food. That's like an objective rating, right? That's true. That's Like, but I didn't like this book because it was meandering and slow. Well, someone else might like books that are sort of like flowery in their language and take a long time to develop. Fine, you're right, you're right. But whatever, you that's your system. It's okay, it works for you. It's not, it's not, I won't, uh, devi- I will deviate from it. Right, it's not if, hard and fast. Yeah, exactly. I gotcha. Um, I guess another big hockey topic this week was the canning of Claude Julien in, in Montreal. Yes, yes, that, those juggernauts in montreal are doing well jugger not 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 um yeah canadians as my friend philippe said oh yeah that's pretty good too yeah (laughs) have nots the have nots juggernauts yeah anything you want to uh any way you want to slice it the canadians are not great and not uh, great not great love it i i do enjoy that I, I enjoy it too, especially because they were considered it was for a while there. It was like, it's going to be true. You and I said it, you and I said it on the pod. It's going to be Toronto and Montreal, Toronto, Montreal. But what did I say? I said, don't discount the senators. Remember true. that? I said They're... it early in the season. Yeah. We'll have to check the tape to, to get the exact quote there. But yeah, I mean, I they're still uh, still tied for last place. But... I know, but they've won a few and they, yeah. they're the reason that, well, not the reason, but that was the game that led the Habs to the firing. That's right. 
and then yesterday with Calgary with who shut out Toronto two games ago. So mm-hmm. like very weird. Hockey's weird. Senators are seven points back of the Canadians for the uh, final spot. I don't, I don't think that's going to happen, but yeah, they are. They are no, my B team. They're my favorite Canadian team just because yes. I grew up in Ottawa. Yeah. Always have a soft spot for them. And as well for, for Claude Julian, to be honest, he obviously. Yeah, no, that's, that's a coach that, I mean, I don't know that, that I don't know him like that well, but he's always seemed like a solid, good, Mm. well-liked coach. Actually, there was, I don't know if you saw that story from uh, Arpon Basu from the athletic where he, he shared a story on Twitter about um, Claude Julian kind of after the firing of Don Cherry from Sportsnet and Arpon was very outspoken about that and um, Julian said he wanted to talk to him about it so he was maybe thinking oh he's gonna be you know just sticking with the old boys club and saying how could you talk like this about a national treasure but it was quite the opposite he was like you know I appreciate your perspective I want to learn more about this oh wow and um yeah, like send me your article. I want to, yeah, basically think differently about this and okay. get. Wow, well, I hope I hope a a good deserving team snatches him up. Mm-hmm. That's a guy. That's a guy who should should be coaching. Yeah, for sure. I think he actually is he from. I think he might be from Ottawa. So he, okay, well, uh, I mean, the Senators might be looking. Blind River. Him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know how secure they've been doing better, but yeah. Um, Oh, I think, no, he's not from Ottawa. He coached like the Hull junior team back in the day, now called Gatineau. Uh, Ugliest city in the world has been, uh, it's official. Is it? It is. That's a nice thing to be known for. And it is pretty, uh, it is very ugly. Um, That's why they changed the name to Hull, from Hull to Gatineau, just to. I'm looking up Blind River on my map because I don't know where that is. Yeah, that's not. but not hey, it's Sada. like not super far from Killarney, and I know where that is. Because so. he, he was a former police officer, if I recall. Oh, interesting. Correctly. Okay. Well, anyways. Anyways, yeah. So yes, that that is happening, and it is interesting. It's not super far from the Sioux. Okay. Anyways, nobody cares where Blind River is. No, not uh. really. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Canadians, I think their big problem. Is not really behind the bench. It was more the play of Carey Price, who's been oh my, yeah, pretty bad well, now, so far this season. Now that Julian is gone, and then they had a not so great showing after that. Mm-hmm. Carey Price is getting some heat now. I'm gonna qualify this by saying, like, as a person, I think Carey Price is super cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I yeah. I like the guy. I think he does really he great, quiet ish, but great work for Indigenous communities in hockey. He um, had that whole thing last, well, I guess it's two seasons ago now with the um, the young Habs fan mm. who lost his mom. Remember right, that whole right, thing? Right. Yep, yep. And he brought him to the awards and they have actually oh, yeah. kept in touch from what I can tell. He, he's, he's, you know, he's a guy who cares and is thoughtful mm. and um, he and his wife give a lot of money to yeah, various yeah, yeah. charities. And so I think he's a really good guy. And mm-hmm. obviously he at, at a, one time was a you know, leading goalie in the league, but not so much. Yeah. He's getting older and he, you know, he had a third baby recently and you know, I, I don't know. His play just isn't 
isn't where it was. 888 save percentage so far this season. 909 last season. 918 the year before, which is pretty good, but 900. Yeah. So like the last four seasons, yeah, he has not. A little up and down. more. And down uh, I would have thought a new coach coming in might have, yeah, tried to uh, mix things up and give Jake Allen the start right out of the bat because he's been yeah. pretty good and probably yeah. <laughs> that's where what they should do moving forward but so yeah the thing with carry price is he has a pretty ironclad no move clause right well um, yeah his contract itself <laughs> right exactly so no he's move. he's not going anywhere unless he chooses to and i i can almost guarantee that he's not gonna play anywhere else no um so you know they either have to just sit him <laughs> or try to figure out another way out of that contract at the end of the season Yikes! he's got one two three five more seasons on this contract yeah i don't i don't know That's i crazy. i mean you know what though i not that i want to speculate too much but who knows if if his play doesn't improve this season maybe he's not feeling great maybe he on maybe he makes a decision not to play maybe yeah, he's 33. He's still yeah. got some good years left in him, but yeah, it's... Uh, well, but not if there's something going on that's causing him... It's one of those contracts that, like, uh, a few years ago, yeah, like, Kerry Price signed this huge contract, Eric Carlson, Drew Doughty. Yeah. These are all guys who signed big contracts kind of after they had already maybe peaked, and then uh, right. they're going to look pretty bad over the next few years. Right. Those right. contracts... So anyways, uh, yeah, so that happened. And then last weekend, I mean, I'm sure you've talked about it, but I haven't talked about the Lake Tahoe games. Yes. Um, which were gorgeous, but not so apparently the sun exists. And yes. we didn't know this ahead Sun's of time. Sun's a problem, yep. We didn't we didn't know the sun was a thing ahead of the games. So there was some uh some drama there. But those that was a good game for your Bruins. Yes, I'm I uh, I mean, last night's game against the Islanders kind of <laughs> took the shine off that. But right. as a fan, first of all, I've talked about this already, but just to say it again, the fact that the Bruins are seen as like a fun team is, is really cool to see. Like when they came in yes. with the 90s garb, like no matter that was, that was cool. what team that you was cheer fun. for, that was it was fun. Was I had to grudgingly give that to you. That was fun. And you're right, because I don't know, maybe it's my own biases. It might be that, but they don't normally, they're not normally like at the top of the list of like the fun teams right. or like the social media that's, yeah, you know, exactly. silly, like the canes or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that was really, yeah. that was fun. And the fact that it was Bergeron who kind of spearheaded that just made it that much uh, cooler just because it's, it wasn't a young guy who was like, can we please do this? It was Bergeron who's like, I've got this sweater. I've got this Walkman. I've got this coat. I've got these. It was. It was. It was jeans. really fun, and We're it made this. the vibe of the game, you yeah. know, like more fun that way. And and I think it was good thinking on their part. And it, and I mean, just the game aesthetically, that backdrop yeah, was, was unreal. Amazing. Yeah, that one uh, McAvoy goal with like the mountains in the background. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was great. I mean such a great spot for the games if you can just figure out what to do with the sun exactly yeah i i think we might have talked about this last time or before but lake louise yeah battle of yeah. alberta would be yeah it would prime. be cool yeah like that it has would be to happen. cool but yeah. like i wouldn't mind you know like a ontario game mm -hmm. in muskoka yeah that would be yeah that would be pretty good i suggest a lot of lakes uh beside the big apple that would yes, be a nice, yeah, uh, yeah. nice touch, I think. 
I think it would be fun to have some outdoor games here in Canada. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know if there's anything else hockey wise that's big. Uh, it is Friday, so there's a new WandaVision out. I, have yes. you watched it yet? No, no, I have not watched it yet. Um, I have to wait for Logan. Right. Yes. My son watches WandaVision, and I have to wait for him to watch it. So, um, we will watch that a little later. But last week's episode was yeah, there was a so big good. reveal. Um, yes. it was Agatha, Ag- it was Agnes all along. So yes. and I wasn't, um, I'm not very familiar with this. I know that's like a lot Marvel. of comic that's like deep comic, yeah. you know, sort of canon, but, um, it's still fun. Even if you don't know this comic story to, uh, to have the reveal of her being sort of like the bad right. guy. Yeah. Um, you and know. it's not, uh, well, I guess, yeah, that wasn't a Marvel movie, but Catherine Hahn was a baddie in Spider-Verse as well. Yes. Which was, uh, which was pretty cool. I was hoping that character might come into the Marvel oh, universe. Interesting. But yeah. No, I guess that's not going to happen, but they're, they've have been teasing like a big actor mm-hmm. guesting on the show. So I'm still waiting to yeah. see who that's going to be. If that's gonna uh, be tonight, today or next week. I've heard rumors that it's going to be John Krasinski that will be joining the uh, oh, okay. Marvel universe. And that interesting. And that it was going to be um, like, because you know how each episode they've been doing it kind of themed on a popular sitcom from that yes, era. Yes, Last yes, week yes. Was Modern Family. Yes. And I heard a rumor that there would be one that would be kind of office themed. Ooh. And then that would kind of tie into John Krasinski coming in as okay. some sort of Marvel character. I can't remember who it is. I wonder what today's episode is. So what theme? I don't know if I spoiled anything or. Um... No, what, it's all speculation and rumors, but I'm excited to see where it goes. I yeah, have enjoyed sure. WandaVision a lot. Yeah, definitely. Me too. Um, the full house themed episode was. Yeah, that was great. Rad. That was really cool. <laughs> so that's really fun. And um, you are watching a new show. Yes. Yeah. I've talked about it on the podcast. Recommended it highly. Yes. Yellowstone is a. Uh, I describe it as justified meets sons of anarchy. Yes. Justified meets sons of anarchy meets succession because there's a a big, like the family Family. tie in. Okay. Who's going to take over the ranch. All right. Um, And I realized it feels like sons of anarchy because, uh, right. Right. Hale. Yes. Sons of anarchy is one of the showrunners and he's actually in it sometimes as well. That makes uh, sense. Which so there's cool. the same sort of feeling to it. Then, I am slowly making my way through succession. I really enjoyed the last episode I watched. I don't know how you can pace yourself through that. I, yeah. When I watched that, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I don't want to keep watching every episode. No, we're just going slowly. But I we watched, I liked the last two a lot, the Thanksgiving episode and mm. then the one after with the vote of no confidence. Oh, and right. then the preview looked like Kendall like goes all like, off the rails rugged and i'm like i want to see this like i want to see buttoned up kendall like yeah. just give it all up oh, man, so I can't wait. maybe we'll maybe we'll watch tonight there's no leafs hockey tonight so there's maybe one episode in season two that i uh am dying to get your take on okay, i'll just well, say when i get there bore on the floor is is the episode okay i'm and not gonna look uh, it up because i don't want to no, don't look it up but it's amazing um, but yeah and uh what are you reading i've been reading um the last kingdom books i guess it's technically called the saxon stories uh it's a series on netflix people might have watched uh but it's based on like 13 books 
and yeah they're really entertaining so far i've yeah. been really enjoying that um i'm making my way again through, through the jack reacher novels right um some of them i had never read some i read like many moons ago how many of so them I'm, are there like 20 ah uh, yeah like 23 Jeez. and he does a new one every year or so oh. so they are still coming out Lithic. um but the old ones like i i've been reading them kind of backwards or like all over the place and the old ones are um there's a different tone to them mm. and they're good they're some of them are like heavy but good heavy like gripping so I'm enjoying those and I do have a time for mercy lined up. Right. Yeah. I want to read that one for sure. Um, but I've just too into my reacher books. So reacher. keep reaching. Yeah, I, I, uh, I before we jumped on, I was listening to the new Julian Baker album, which is so good. She's one of my favorites. So if you need something new to listen to, check that out. I don't, it's so interesting because I don't really listen to new music so much. I like stick with my old stuff, but maybe I'll give it a little I, I either stick with old stuff or like there's um like certain bands or people that if they have something new, then I'll jump on their new stuff. But I have, it's rare that I like completely find a new, right? kind of like right. with books. If I find a book series that I like, I'll read them all. If I hear something I like, I'll like, Right. download all this band's albums and then they're right in my rotation but that um, makes sense yeah well uh sorry i was just looking at uh, bruce cassidy is talking right now apparently oh yeah and, they play um, tonight right that's right apparently there will be a lineup change on defense Ooh. Um, so we might Exciting. see the season debut of steve camphor um, i don't know who that is oh my gosh he actually opted out of the bubble last season. Oh, good for him. And Not last season, but during the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, in the bubble, sure. He's like a journeyman kind of defenseman. I think he might have come over in the Rick Nash trade a few years ago. Anyways, yeah, okay. he's he's nothing nothing special, but he's, he's solid enough in his own. His I own mean, zone. lineup changes are always a good way to just try mm-hmm. to shake things up a little bit after kind of a sucky loss but apparently your whole will still be in the lineup uh, because um yeah he had a rough night Rain last night but giving him another chance to uh to prove that he's okay anyways i'm excited to watch that game tonight and then the bruins play on um sunday, sunday afternoon on uh nbc that old oh yes noon game Yes, yes. And yeah. So a lot of Leafs, hockey tomorrow night. Who are the Leafs playing this weekend? They're playing Edmonton. Oh, yes. In Edmonton. A few games coming up again. That'll be good. <clears throat> and it is, I guess, technically an afternoon game because it's at 7 p.m. here, which is 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. David 5 p.m.? versus Matthews. In at whatever. That's not, not like actually a thing. Everyone makes it a thing. It is. It's not whatever. Fine. It's a thing. They're different players and they weren't in this. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's a thing. I well, they're both being touted as yes, yes, um, okay, fine. Heart trophy. They, they were both number one draft picks, I guess, is like the thing. But holy okay. shit, I didn't realize Mitt David is so far out in front in the points race. I mean, yeah, he's got forty he's... points in fourteen games. A lot of assists. Is that no twenty-two games? Sorry, not fourteen. Fourteen goals, oh. twenty-six assists, forty points. Matthews, third place with yes. 31 points. 
Leon yes. Dreisaitl in there in between with 34 points. Do you know who Matthews is tied with at 31 points? Is it Patrice Bergeron? It is not. Oh, okay. Close. The English version of Patrice. Oh, maybe that's not the English version. So who is it? <laughs> uh, Patrick Kane. Oh, okay. Fine. Yeah. Uh, Austin Matthews has mentioned more than once that he tries to sort of model his game Ew. after Patrick Kane. So and his lifestyle, I hope. No, not. just his game. Come on. Um, <laughs> let's not go there. But Austin Matthews has more goals than Connor McDavid. Four, four more. McDavid's yeah. in second. Yeah, with fewer games played. I don't know. Oh, let me see. Goals per game. Who's got the highest goals per game? Well, it's got to be Matthews because he's got. I think it's Austin Matthews. Yeah. Eighteen in, uh, in twenty games. Twenty games, yeah. but um, pretty impressive. Well, that would be equal to Pasternak because he has nine goals in ten games. So okay, okay. You know, just All to right. uh, put things in perspective, there point percentage is important. Goals per game is important. Points per game is important. Yeah. Especially with all these delays going on. Yeah. Anyways, anything else that you want to, um, oh yeah, I should give you a chance to promote your new podcast. Uh, yes. TLN has a new pod. It is not a daily pod because I'm not as committed to my craft as Ian is, but, um, every 10 days or so, a couple weeks, we drop a new, the Leafs nation podcast called channel six. Um, <laughs> And we talk all things sort of Toronto hockey, obviously the Leafs, a little bit of Marley's in there, um, the Toronto Six, women's hockey. So all of that is happening on the pod. And of course, I do a weekly hockey roundup column, sort of gossip soap opera column, page six. And I have a new weekly column that dropped yesterday um, at what's going on in the women's hockey world. Whoa, women's hockey also at TLN. So that focuses, you know, there'll probably be some Boston pride stuff in there uh, and WHL PWHPA, all of that. Um, So you can check all of that out. You can find links to those things at mayor out loud on Twitter. Just blowing up these days at mayor out loud. Highest. A lot of right. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm coming for you. Yep. It's going to happen by the end of 2021. Oh, man, I just saw, uh, sorry, not to say, oh, man, but, you know, I should be. It's okay, Ian. (laughs) Uh, The Senators just posted a photo of the team at Center Ice after practice with their sticks raised for for Brian Fraser. So that's really cool. So nice. And uh, your buddy, I just saw, tweeted a message from him. Who's my buddy? Eric. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, no. I think they're going to be doing like a oh, this special so money lovely. on special money on the board thing for uh, oh. for that over the weekend. So this is yeah. so nice. I'm I'll be at sure the picture to, too. I'll be sure to share that on the uh, Twitter to bring things uh, full circle here on this week in hockey. Yeah, this is really nice. Oh, lovely. Well, Mayor, thank you so much for for taking some time to chat. Anytime. Again. And uh, yeah, have a great weekend. You too. And uh, be back on the pod, I guess, in a couple of weeks. Will do. That seems to be the rotation these days. That does. All right. Well, I will sign off as well. Thanks for listening, Bruins fans. And uh, hope we get better results here this weekend than we did in Long Island. And uh, let's just pretend the Islanders don't exist and we'll all be better off for it. 
Agreed. Agreed. All right. Thanks for listening, friends. And uh, we'll be back on Monday with the recap of these games against the Rangers. Peace.